It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a big day, as you heard on the imaging of our channel here on our live stream. The preseason is over. Let's hear your regular season voice on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and on the Raiders mobile app. Good to have you today. A big day as John Gruden and Mike Mayock trim the roster down to 53. Always a tough day for the players who work their tail off to make this team, and they find out that they're let go or they're going to be practice squad players it's a huge deal and we don't take it lightly here uh these men who try to make the team put their entire life and career on the line for this day to try to get on that 53-man roster and there's a lot of disappointments that are out there and please when you do call in on this please keep that in account you know i know a lot of fans at time to time you're, you're fans you're fanatics and you take things very personally about you, the coach, the players, the GM, the owner, whatever you want to do. But there's a lot of guys who really do this. This is their life. They have one chance to make an NFL roster, to make the active 53. If they make the practice squad, there's a lot of perks with that too. They're NFL players. There's a chance they'll get called up due to injury in the regular season and get opportunities. There's been Hall of Fame players in the history of this league that have had those opportunities. But today is an interesting day as we're keeping an eye, and I'm looking at Vic Tafer and Paul Gutierrez and our teammate Vinny Bonsignor, and we'll find out some of the cuts that are going to be made here and talk about it. If you have any opinions on any decisions that are being made today, 702-365-9200, put that under JT in your phone. Some Raider fans have my phone number. Other Raider fans won't. For obvious reasons, this is my work number. 702-365-9200 and sound off like you got a parent. I mean it. No one's talked to more Raider fans than me, not even close in the history of Raiders radio from the Bay Area anywhere. We know we have the best fans in the NFL because these are edgy fans. These are edgy fans. You know, the black hole, the banner, football's most notorious fans. These are fans who are always on edge. And it's been a long time since this team's won. A really long time. I came to the team in 98, and I thought, oh, my God, all this team does is win. They go to the AFC Championship. They go to the Super Bowl. They have all these unbelievable players. And since then, you know, this team has had one playoff appearance. Those are a lot of radio shows that I've hosted, man. I mean, do the math on the amount of radio shows I've hosted since the Raiders were great. They've had good teams, very good teams. And they've had a number of teams that were good and came up short including the team last year that I think was better than their record. And I think you know they were better than their record. But people don't want to hear that anymore. People don't want to hear that anymore. They don't care. They just want to win. Just win, baby. And today's a big part of that as we open up the show. Brought to you by PTs. Get ready. Enjoy the best happy hour in town with 50% off drinks, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. With over 60 locations, there's always a tavern near you. I was driving the other day down Blue Diamond. I made a right on Sunset. Boom, there's a PT's right there. I'm like, wow, I, I, I don't come out here much. And boom, there's a PT's. Wherever you are in the valley, 
you will find a great staff, unbelievable service, great food and drink specials as PTs as we get going. So I like to plug everybody I can. Uh, Vic, Vic Taper, six seconds ago, six seconds ago, Raiders released defensive lineman Kendall Vickers. Add Keelan Doss. Also, Debrie Hamilton, uh, according to Levi Damian, who put that out earlier. So names are coming in as Raiders are released. You know, I would have liked to have seen Isaiah Johnson have a better opportunity to play. As Tashawn Reed said, he could be a practice squad addition. Uh, the Raiders, Vic Tafer reported two hours ago, wave cornerback Isaiah Johnson. 2019 fourth-round pick. Did have a big day against the Chargers last year. Couldn't win over the new defensive staff. That sounds pretty accurate. Isaiah Johnson saved the game against the Chargers. That game ball will be in his mantle his entire career, and hopefully he gets an opportunity to play for the Raiders again or another opportunity in the NFL. So roster cuts are going to start coming down. Kendall Vickers, who we had on the show, one of, my, one of the interviews that I remember the most when, when the Raiders got him, and he came on here and he talked about how he was going to just play his butt off, and he did. He, he's a victim of Gus Bradley and Mike Mayock and John Gruden bringing in a whole bunch of guys on the defensive line. And that's what I wanted to open up the show with before we get to the breaking news on Cam Newton early this morning, who was cut by the New England Patriots, and that sent shockwaves throughout the league. I never thought that this cut-down day was going to be a big deal for the Raiders other than the guys who were getting cut, which I said as I opened the show is a really big deal, because I knew the I, I know the roster. I know that they filled the roster in the offseason – and they were bringing in players like Casey Hayward. They were bringing in players who were going to play and start on this team. Hopefully, Gerald McCoy. Would I be shocked if Gerald McCoy wasn't on this roster? Yeah. Could anything happen? Sure. But you bring in certain players along the way, and Gus Bradley's bringing in players that he believes are a good fit for this team, then you know that when it gets to this day today, actually right now within an hour, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And you notice the good NFL teams, the really good elite ones, no one's sitting around today in Tampa Bay looking around going, oh, my God, it's cut down day today. Nobody. Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. They brought everyone back. It's the first time in the Super Bowl era, including Antonio Brown, who's a head case, that they're bringing back everybody. So no one in Tampa is sitting around on the sports animal and on the radio shows down there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, who's going to make the team? Good teams don't have that problem of worrying about six or seven bubble guys. The better teams know who's made the team during OTAs and during what they're doing in the offseason heading into the preseason. And that's what I love about what the Raiders have done in the offseason. You might not love the roster. I'm not saying you've got to love every player on this roster. But did you think Jonathan Abram was going to get cut? Do you think Damon Arnett is going to get cut? You know, you know the players who are going to make the team. They brought in Kenyon Drake to be a backup to Josh Jacobs. That becomes an interesting topic with Regis. And what are they going to do with the running back position? But remember, the big picture of all of that is the fact that they brought in Kenyon Drake. So no one's freaking out about the fourth running back. Because the second running back, Drake, could have 1,000 yards all purpose if this thing works out right. So Raider fans, add to that with me today at 
9200. This is an important show today. John Clayton, the professor, will join me at the bottom of the hour. He's our A-list guest for the day. And then I cleared it out. Bobby's like, how come no more guests this week? I'm like, dude, no guests this week. Let's get just a few in because it's still summer radio. There's kind of like a bye week going on with the Raiders where they get a bye week at the end of preseason. It's weird. And then we go balls out on Monday, and we'll put our reputation on the line with what we got lined up for you starting Monday. Starting Monday in the build-up to Monday Night Football, we will have radio show after radio show that I would put up against any radio show on a flagship station anywhere in the NFL, period. And we're going to go balls out this year, and it's a big year because you fans get to go to Allegiant Stadium for the first time. With fans in there, I haven't done that yet. We're going to do it together. Hopefully you're in there for the pre- and post-game show. The pre-game especially will be live in front of a big audience, which we're excited about. So Kendall Vickers released. Keelan Doss released. Isaiah Johnson released. And there will be more that go down here throughout the course of the day. And, again, if the big reason why I'm here today, if something shocking happens. If something shocking happens, let me know. Your opinion on it quickly. And then you got Q coming up next and Vinny Bonsignor. And Vinny's going to hit this show out of the park because I don't think anybody in our building knows the roster better than that. Whoa! 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 Vinny Bonsignor six seconds ago. Raiders waving veteran safety Carl Joseph. According to Vinny Bonsignor per source, Raiders are waving Carl Joseph. So, guy who was brought in to back up, Jonathan Abram, gone, according to Vinny Bonsignor's source. I love when it says six seconds. I was just refreshing. I went to the Vinny Bonsignor page to refresh, and uh, boom, that pops up there. Let's see if Vic has it. Usually Vic is right there just as fast. Those guys have trigger fingers, and I'm sure Vic will put it up here in a second. So that's where we're at today, like Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph was a Raider the first time around. He was a decent player. He wasn't a great player. Raiders are trying to develop Jonathan Abram into a pro bowler. First, he's got to become Carl Joseph. And the Raiders have a lot of money and time invested in these young draft picks that they got to develop. And Gus Bradley's got a tough job because Gus is wanting to win now, bringing in veterans. But Gus also knows that you have to go out and get players that can win while he's developing young players that is not easy to do that is not easy to do so Raider fans the lines are opened up today on cut down day 702-365-9200 yesterday last night was one of the coolest nights I've ever had with John Gruden I'm talking socially privately mostly on the air yesterday I anchored the state of the team at the Raiders headquarters it was a live stream to all PSL holders, a lot of fans on that, also a suite holders and some valued sponsors. So I haven't seen John Gruden in the same room at the Raider facility because we weren't allowed to be there throughout protocol uh, over last year. So this year we were in the same studio together. We sat down on two chairs. It was really relaxing. And he hit it out of the bleeping park. The fact that I got to anchor it, If you got a chance to see it, if you got a chance to see it, Raider fans, and you were on that live stream, you're the only ones who can hear my voice that saw it. We're going to release some of that content coming out here for week one. But if you got a chance to see that, I just wound up Coach Gruden and let him go. He talked about everything. 
from Cliff Branch, Tom Flores, Charles Woodson, what he said about Darren Waller as a leader and a role model to his kids almost knocked me off my chair. Derek Carr, he told me he had the best uh, best offseason in camp of his entire career. And then he went just down through the entire roster. And think about this. John Gruden did 35 minutes with me yesterday in the Raiders headquarters as they were getting ready for cutdowns. There's no coach in the NFL who could do that. Well, I'm sure they could, but they didn't. Not many coaches would do that for the fans and do that while they have one of their biggest nights of the year as they're trying to make a roster decision as they work the entire offseason and preseason for that. So I was really impressed, really enjoyed my conversation with Coach Gruden. And for me, just personally, you know, my name on the radio show, my life, my show, is one of the highlights of my career with him. It really was. I wasn't expecting it. I was just expecting to go in there and interview him and the connection and his energy and what we were able to pull off, I'm really proud of. And again, I just let him down the road and he did all the work. He is such a pro. And a quick backstory on this with John Gruden on TV. His first TV that he ever really did was with me and George Atkinson. And I remember back in the day in Alameda that he came on, came with us in studio and he didn't know what camera to look at. Not that I knew. I was pretty raw doing this too. But George Atkinson and I were uh, hosting a show called Behind the Shield. And John would come on with us. And you want to talk about a young John Gruden. This is so many years before ESPN where he became a legend. And now I pinch myself because last night after the memories of him coming in, he pulled a prank on me one day in Alameda where we started off the show. And he just started making fun of me and not answering the questions right. It was a gag that they caught me in. And I was, we were talking about that. And then we come full circle. And what a pro he is as he was sitting there in the chair next to me last night. If you got a chance to see that, and you should have saw it. If you're a PSL holder, if you're a season ticket holder, you should have saw that last night. You're not going to get that content. Tell me what you thought of Coach Gruden. And what you think of that whole thing at 702-365-9200 as we're ready to open up the show. Now, my goal with this show is not to do Raiders every day if there's not a lot of Raiders news. I'm a sports talk host. I talk NFL. And there's going to be some stories on certain days that are bigger than the Raiders. And today's a perfect example. Cam Newton was released. Cam has been cut by the New England Patriots, and the Internet almost broke today. As I tweeted out earlier last week, that I believe that Cam Newton was going to potentially be a COVID casualty cut because he had a COVID misunderstanding when he left New England's facility to go either home or to see his own doctor, and he came back and he didn't follow the protocol correctly, and he missed four days of practice going up against Mac Jones, missed four days of practice, and that cost him his job. That's my opinion on this. You can have a different one. I believe that Cam Newton is the first ever high-profile NFL player to be cut because of COVID-19 and his inability to get the vaccine. How's that for a scorching hot take? Now, you can talk about a number of things. Did he, did he lose out to Mac Jones on the field? Yeah. I think a lot of that had to do that he missed four days of practice heading into the final week of preseason. The fact that Cam Newton can't do certain things with his teammates because he's not vaccinated is what the hell we're all dealing with in the real world. You and I can't do certain things because we're now 
not vaccinated or we are. I'm vaccinated. I tell people that. Why wouldn't I? I want everybody to be vaccinated. But this is an example. Raider fans can't go to Raider games if they're not vaccinated. Period. Do you know that Cam Newton, save this in a promo, Bobby, in three, two, and one. Do you know if Cam Newton could not go to a Raider game at Allegiant Stadium if he wasn't a player, he wouldn't be allowed in the building because he's not vaccinated with his clear pass and he can't show proof of vaccine. Guy lost his job. And now people are wondering where he's going to end up. Who wants to bring in a non-vaccinated backup quarterback? What kind of distraction you think that is? How would you like to bring Cam Newton into your team as a backup quarterback, all dressed, flashy, wearing the bolo hat, the sunglasses inside. He doesn't get to play, and he's sitting in the locker, and he's not vaccinated, so the reporters can't get in there, or there's a different type of protocol. And then you got to sit down with Cam going, hey, Cam, you didn't play for the sixth week in a row, and you're not vaccinated. How do you feel? You think a coach is going to want to deal with that? You think a coach is going to want Cam Newton running out there, smiling, singing right before practice, dancing like he likes to dance, unvaccinated to be a backup quarterback? The best chance that Cam has at playing in this league again is, one, getting vaccinated. Fact, not fiction. Number two, it would have to be an injury to a starting quarterback, which is going to happen definitely going to happen there's going to be an injury where he can come in to be a backup or the starter and then cam newton's legacy will also be tied he has an mvp he played in the super bowl unbelievable his rushing stats are incredible but part of his legacy will be an unvaccinated quarterback who possibly lost his job because he couldn't get vaccinated like the majority of players in the league your thoughts on that 702 365 9,200. Raiders have a tremendous vaccination rate, one of the highest rates in the entire league. Why? Because John Gruden made a priority with this. Uh, Mark Davis, you know where Mark Davis stands on the vaccine because of the Raider fan vaccination protocol. So that's where we're at. Raiders waving Carl Joseph. Played a lot on Sunday from Vic Tafer. That was a bad sign. Still a little surprised. Great locker room guy. If you have an opinion on Carl Joseph being let go, look, you got Trayvon Merrick at safety. You got John Abram at safety. They're going to need backups there. Do you want to pay Carl Joseph the amount of money that he has? I thought Carl Joseph would make the team. I thought that Carl Joseph, when he came back here, would make the team. Uh, same reason why Vic said it. Little surprise, great locker room guy, and he could have been the second experienced line of defense, depending on what happens there. So I guess Cat got the Raider Nation's tongue today from the Gruden live stream and the cuts that are coming. We'll let you Raider fans wake up and get rolling here. I've already had three cups of coffee, got a workout in, walked the dog around Summerlin. I'm ready to go. I told you this ain't the preseason anymore. We get going here. So let you, let's get you going on who should be on this team and what is now your focus as a Raider fan as the preseason is over and the regular season begins. Nice job by Q getting that imaging up there. I liked hearing that today as the show was counting down. Preseason's over. Regular season starts. Best stadium. All due respect to SoFi. SoFi's bigger. It's more expensive. They lost a year because it rained. It had a little pool of water 
in the construction. They had a way, you know, had a pass on another season there. They put the NFL network there. Beautiful stadium in SoFi, but it's in Englewood. And Englewood is in Vegas. When you get out of Englewood after the game, you can't walk. You know, you can't walk a quarter of a mile and be in a casino playing blackjack, uh, drinking cocktails, and jumping in a pool. Can't do that in Englewood. Last I looked, you can do that in Vegas. We have the best stadium, the boutique stadium. When it comes to this, it's massive, but it's not SoFi. It's not Jerry's World, but it's the Raiders. It's hardcore Raider Nation, and we get a chance to go in there a week from this Monday, which still seems like that's a while away. Really does feel like that's a while away. A while away. Uh, I got a lot of cuts that are coming in nationally with other teams. Some of the surprises that are coming down now. Uh, once we get some of that news, we'll let you know about it here on a very busy, busy day. Uh, two things I wanted to mention. Uh, I'm a military guy. I've hosted Military Night for over 10 years on Fox Sports Radio. I had a serviceman, a woman on from Afghanistan or Iraq. Very proud, one of the proudest accomplishments in my career. Uh, the war ended in Afghanistan today officially. A lot of lives were lost. A lot of people put their lives on the line. A lot of people listening to this show are military. I wanted to throw that out in the monologue. Thank you for your service. Thanks for putting your life on the line. I was at the Raiders yesterday. I tweeted out a picture. All the flags were at half staff. For those who have passed away, that was a big deal. Secondly, the Tahoe fires in South Lake Tahoe. A lot of Raider Nation. More Raider Nation. A lot of Niner fans and Raider fans up there evacuating now. I am in shock. I was just up there with the Golden Knights for the Winter Classic. I go to Tahoe a lot over my career, the American Century Golf Tournament, ski trips, great times with my friends, and to see people evacuating South Lake Tahoe due to the fires there, very concerning. I know a lot of our listeners know what I'm talking about here out west. So if you're listening anywhere else around the country on our streaming app, I'd like to talk about that or at least mention it as we open up the show. 702-365-9200. And we'll see what else happens if there's any shockers with Raider cutdowns. I think Carl Joseph is a surprise. I had him on the roster. Maybe you didn't. And Keelan Doss is a guy who's been around a while, knows the system well. And remember, you got to be careful. Got to be careful who you let go because another team's going to pick him up and want John Gruden's offensive playbook. We're going to want Gus Bradley's defensive playbook right when they go in in the first meeting and take all that information and copy it in one of the programs that are competing against the Raiders. John Clayton, the professor, at the bottom of the hour on the breaking news today that Cam Newton was cut by Bill Belichick. What is your opinion on that, Raider Nation? Do you think it was vaccine-related? Do you think that he got beat out? Do you think that Belichick sent a message to him? Cam Newton's a hell of a football player. He's always been a hell of a football player. This is a really big deal today. And that's one of the shocking things about doing sports talk radio from time to time. Something goes down that you don't expect. And this was a shocker today as Cam Newton is out. 702-365-9200 brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. Boulder Highway in Henderson. They got the super deals you're looking for. Frank and his team, best financing team in town. Good time to go and figure out what you want to do with a new vehicle, pre-owned, or one of those award-winning Hyundais that people love in this town. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to John Clayton, the professor, and keep it going here on a big day. Not a happy day. Not a happy day in Raider Nation. 
when good young men get cut or released, end up being practice squad players, and their dream hopefully doesn't go to die. Hopefully it's just, you know, a block in the road and they go around it and they keep their football careers going. JT, proud to be here on the flagship of the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you have to announce who your starting quarterback is to the world? And is there an advantage in your preparation if your opponent doesn't know? Again, I would just say what we're going to do is what we feel is best for our football team, and that's what it'll be. That's really the bottom line. There's a lot of different things to talk about, but whatever it is, it'll be what we feel is best for the team. Yeah, and would it be best for the team that keeps that under wraps? Or would it be best for the team to know what the situation is at certain positions? Bill Belichick, a scrappy reporter there. JT, back with you. It's always a pleasure to welcome in John Clayton, host writer on 710 ESPN in Seattle, and I think one of the greatest NFL reporters of all time. John, good to talk to you again. And throughout your career on cutdown day, getting the roster down to 53, just walk me through your career. It's a tough day for these players on this journey to be professional players. Is it a bump in the road that they can stay in the league and sometimes careers come to an end? Yeah, you're right because, again, it's a, it's a very difficult time because you don't know where that next move is going to be. It's tougher now because of all the protocols, because of the pandemic. I mean, for example, now if you're going to be Cam Newton and you're going to go for another team and you're unvaccinated – you have to wait at least five days before you can get in the building. And that makes it even tougher to be able to land something quickly. And so it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's a very difficult time. I mean, guys eventually get back because of injuries and things of that nature. But, again, there's always going to be surprises. I mean, as this day continues, you're going to see even more surprises. But uh, very, very difficult time for the players. John Clayton joins us. Let's stay with Cam. And how much of uh, him missing those days leading up to the Giants and the Giants joint practice did you think on top of him not being vaccinated and him losing his job? How big of a issue was that going into that week? I think it affected him, but I think that – and the big thing is that uh, Mac Jones went in there and did better. Mac mm-hmm. Jones was completing more passes. He was more accurate. You know, you can look at Cam and say what you want. As beat up as he's been over the last couple of years, I think it's just affected his ability to throw downfield. I mean, he only averaged 6.4 yards an attempt last year, threw for less than 3,000 yards, and he was more of a runner than he was a quarterback. And so then here he comes this year after a year where he suffered uh, you know, COVID-19 positive tests. It affected mm-hmm. him negatively for about a month last year. He admitted that, and then he doesn't get vaccinated. So now he misses five days. He, uh, you know, puts himself in a position where, you know, he can't necessarily travel with the team. That, for example, goes down to the scrimmage in Philadelphia and had to find his own way back because he couldn't be on the team charter or anything of that nature. So I think he really put himself in a bad position. But the big thing with Cam, and I'm surprised he was cut because I thought he'd make the team. I thought he was going to end up being the starting quarterback by week one. But now I think he's put himself in a position that it's going to be hard for him to end up getting a starting job. Remember, he was available in free agency all this 
uh, off season. He didn't get anything other than New England. Last year, of course, was different because with the pandemic and his release from Carolina, it was at a time when he couldn't go make a visit to a team because that wasn't permitted at that time. This year, he could have gone to another team, but he had taken undervalued contracts and with the Patriots to go back. And as much as I think Bill Belichick liked him, players liked him, it just didn't work out. John Glayton is our guest. A couple more on Cam, John. You know, you saw him, and we've been there at Super Bowls together, and you cover the sport as close as anybody. It's amazing his shoulder, how it deteriorated in a day where doctors have the latest procedures. He just looked like damaged goods, almost like a golfer that had a perfect swing. Then he, the swing changed. His, his throwing motion was so obvious to everyone and his inability to throw downfield. Every once in a while, he'd hit someone with an accurate pass, but there was a noticeable change. Do you think this whole downfall of Cam was basically his health, his shoulder deteriorating? His shoulder, his hip, all the injuries. Because remember, yeah. one thing with Cam is that uh, it, when he ran the football, and he's 250 pounds and all that stuff, I mean, it wasn't as if he was – fearful of getting hit by the linebacker, he wanted to destroy the linebacker who was trying to tackle him. I mean, he wanted to do more damage than that, and I think that ended up catching up to him. Because really, if you look over the last two, three years, uh, you know, his as the season would go on, he would wear out to the point where it was like he is right now, can't get the ball downfield. And so I think it's just a matter that, you know, it's caught up to him to a point now where I think his starting days are done. John Clayton is our guest. And, John, on Mac Jones going forward, I mean, there's always going to be a step back for a rookie quarterback. A rookie quarterback's going to come in, and you saw it with Troy Aikman. You saw it up close with Peyton Manning and a lot of great quarterbacks. There are going to be tough times for Mac Jones. But do you think he has what it takes to follow up Brady and Cam Newton and be that great of a franchise quarterback going forward? Well, he's not going to equal Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback in the history yeah, of this course. league. But I think he's going to be a good one because I think you can see he's accurate. He's smart. He knows, you know, down in distance what to do in those situations. And, you know, he picked up everything quickly. And he's got talent around him right now. Where in New England they didn't have that talent there in the last couple of years. He's got two $12.5 million tight ends. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had $11 million and, you know, Kendall Bourne. So he's got some talent. He's got a running game and a good offensive line. So I think he can do efficiently. Uh, I think, obviously, it may be tough for him to make the playoffs this year, tough for the Patriots to make the playoffs this year. But I think he has a chance to be a real good one. Uh, John, any comments on you know Kirk Cousins? I know his contract's enormous in the salary cap hit, him not being vaccinated in the protocol that Carson Wentz is in right now, considering he came back from that foot injury and they're really counting on him for week one. Yeah, I think it's – I mean, I think you know any of the non-vaccinated players, particularly quarterbacks, are putting themselves in a very tough position because, I mean, you don't know where that contact is going to be, and if that's going to be the case and you miss time, you know, that's going to set you behind. You know, he already has spent uh, five days or so on the COVID list, Kirk Cousin has, and, uh, you know, he's still being stubborn on this stuff, and you don't know where the next one's going to hold him back. But overall, I mean, I think he's a good quarterback. He's got the ability to throw for 4,000 yards, but I don't know – how good that team's going to be this year. Because, again, you know, it's like they're bringing back a lot of the guys that they had before on defense. Uh, offensively, they're okay. But how good this team's going to be, I think, is a big question mark. 
wrapping it up with John Clayton. John, I read your observations heading into the Broncos-Rams preseason tilt that I held on to at denverfan.com with the Bridgewater decision. What do you think happens going forward with Vic Fangio? Do you support that decision? Was that the right one? And how good can the Broncos be now with Bridgewater as their quarterback? I think they're going to be fine because I think Bridgewater is efficient. You know, you look at the start of their season, you know, they got games against the Giants, the Jets, Jaguars, teams that were 9-39 and last year. And, you know, you look at Vic Fangio, he's 0-7 in September games in the first two years. So I think there's a chance he gets off to a 3-0 and start. We'll see where it goes after that. But obviously Vic's fighting for his job. And I think mm-hmm. you can see the way he's handled the preseason, that he wants a safe quarterback that can be efficient. Teddy is that. And I think that you look at the defense, it's a top 10 type of defense, if not better. You can look at their offense. They've got three wide receivers. They've got Noah Fant. They've got one of the deepest running back groups. It's a good football team. I think you look at Denver and Chargers and say, these two teams are wild-card playoff caliber teams. Not the Raiders. No, just, uh, still wondering about that defense. defense even with right Gus, now, e- Yeah, even with Gus Bradley – and the four or five new starters that are in there, that's not enough for you? Not for me, no. No. Okay. John Clayton. Changes on the offensive line. Okay. That's why we ask you. John, last one on the way out with all your sources with the Seahawks. When you handicap the NFC West for me with what they're doing in Seattle, what Matthew Stafford adds to the Rams, and obviously Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, who do you like coming out of the division and winning the NFC West? I still think it's Seattle because Seattle's mm-hmm. able to add to the roster. As much as Matthew Stafford's going to be a better quarterback than Jared Goff, it still cost him four starters with the cap on defense, cost him Gerald Everett. They don't have Cam Akers. And so you look at the whole thing. They're a playoff team, but I don't think they're the best team in the division. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure talking to you. Be well. Okay, thanks. Uh, John Clayton, ESPN in Seattle. Always good to talk to him. His vast knowledge is incredible. A Hall of Fame voter. I'll get into it with him next time on Cliff Branch and you know him being the senior finalist. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I almost fell out of my seat here in my office. I'm doing the show from home. I had to follow up with the Raiders because, you know, I love John Clayton. I got nothing but great things to say about him. But I've been sitting here for Brett Musburger's even picking up on it, the godfather. I've been sitting here for a bleeping month talking about how the national media doesn't acknowledge the Raiders. So he talks about Denver in a wild card with the Chargers nonchalantly, and I pounce. The Raiders? No. Really, John? Nothing? No, not, doesn't believe in the defense, doesn't like the offensive line changes. You, you tell me who's bigger nationally than John Clayton over the last 20 years. Name him. Who? Adam Schefter? Who? Jay Glazer. I mean, who reports on the NFL bigger than John Clayton over a big period of time? The nonchalantness of my friend. Raiders? Nah. Nothing. I can't make this up. (laughs) I mean, I can't make this up. And John's not doing it out of lack of respect. He knows the roster cold. There are knuckleheads on the radio that have, you know, Gerald McCoy on. Hey, what's the nightlife gone in Vegas? Is Gruden a player coach? Because they don't know anybody. And that's been really my argument. But John Clayton comes in there with a nice little <laughs> little goodbye. Hey, how about the Raiders? Nothing. No, not even with Gus Bradley. Not the new defenders. Five new starters. None of it. So that's a national media guy who doesn't think the Raiders are in the hunt 
for the wild card. Not the division, because I agree the Raiders aren't going to win the division over Kansas City. I'd be nuts to say that right now. But the wild card, I think they'd be right there in the hunt. And that's another example of someone who just nonchalantly, good friend, quietly, nope, that's it. So we're keeping an eye on Raider cuts, including Carl Joseph, uh, some of the names today, Kendall Vickers, Keelan Doss. We'll go down the list of the players who are not going to be here, and the Raiders will put it out, and we'll have their official list coming up here. Isaiah Johnson, who had the big interception to end the Charger game, he was waived, the 2019 fourth-round pick, and he had that big day against the Chargers. I'm keeping an eye on all the social media from Vinny Bonsignor and everybody else. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor, I'm just retweeting it now. If you want to go to Vinny on Twitter or myself on Twitter, you can go through this as Vinny's new column, Raiders cut veteran safety, cornerback, wide receiver, as he went through the list so far, the bigger names, Carl Joseph, Keelan Doss, and Isaiah Johnson. All good men, all people we wish well, but guys that I don't know how big of an impact they were going to make. The Raiders have a much bigger deal with better players to address here in front of us. So thanks again to John Clayton. we got to get the phones going here on a big day now. I put on an A-list guest. He commented, didn't even mention the Raiders as a wild card team. That should get your blood boiling. And we'll get in on some of the cuts here. What about Carl Joseph and Isaiah Johnson? Did you have them on your cut-down list? Let me know, 702-365-9200 as we continue on. When we talk X's and O's with John Clayton, we're talking about Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Raise your cocktail game with Remy Martin. Everything I do over at M Resort, it's in that back bar, the Remy Martin bar. Had a great breakfast there the other day. One night this weekend, my wife and I are going to sip on a sidecar, courtesy of Remy Martin. Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, obviously, it's my first time in this type of situation. Um, you know, all you can do is all you can do. I felt like I did that today and, um, you know, leave the rest in God's hands. So I'm super blessed um, to have made it this far. Um, no matter what happens, I'm, I'm very blessed. That's Dylan Stoner who had a nice camp in preseason. We're waiting on the decision for him. Carl Joseph was released. <clears throat> Vic Tafer made a good point. He said safety Roderick, a teamer, played seven games for Bradley in 2019. Not enough was made of that, and he brought a lot of energy to camp. Everyone was sleeping on the guy involved in all of those fights at Rams practices. So, so far, keeping him instead of Carl Joseph as the Raiders, according to Vinny Bonsignor, are waving Carl Joseph. 702-365-9200. Let's get to Paul in Pleasant Hills first. Paul, thanks for waiting. You're up next. How are you? Key, thanks for taking my call. Um, love your show, and I appreciate it. And I'm so excited here about John Clayton and what he's talking about. Mm. Yet he knows nothing about the Raiders. Like no, he knows year. everything about the. No, 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 no. He knows everything, everything you could possibly know about the Raiders. He just doesn't think they're a wild card or a playoff team, just like Vegas doesn't. Just like Vegas isn't acknowledging. And other people are doing it. But John Clayton knows everything you could know about the Raiders. Well, hopefully he's wrong that we can yeah. uh, get into yeah. the playoffs this year. 
Um, I found it interesting that you said that whoever we might cut, the next team will, you know, ask them about the Raider playbook. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the Raiders are going to do that. My question to you is, do you think they're going to try to grab a linebacker from another team if they're cut? Yeah. That, um, who do you think might be cut? Oh, I no idea. No, no, no. I appreciate it, dude. Appreciate the call, my friend. Next, Again, I have no idea who they could bring in who's caught at linebacker. No idea. Give me – let's wait to see the cuts and I'll have an opinion. But, come on, they brought in Denzel Perryman because they believe that he, if healthy, can play on this team and be better than Nicholas Morrow, potentially. And everybody's high on Nicholas Morrow coming back from his injury. But, yeah, if there's one position that the Raiders will bring people in due to depth, it's going to be linebacker. That's the one thing you could say. Like, look, Gruden might see a cut that he believes is just such a good player for their system. But as I told you, there's no room. Where's the room on offense? Gruden's not going to bring in a slot receiver to overtake Hunter Renfro. Gruden's not going to bring in a wide receiver who's cut, I don't believe, because he's got Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs III, who I talked to him about it last night in the state of the team. He's got to get those guys going. But on the defensive side, yeah, you better believe it. If there's a good linebacker that's cut, due to a salary cap hit or some player that they just don't believe is a good fit on another team, he will definitely take a look at it. 702-365-9200. Sal in Vegas. How are you, Sal? Go ahead, Sal. Go ahead. What's happening? Oh, man, no, I just wanted to comment in. I was on the call last night with the PSL holders. It was pretty good stuff. Uh, It was pretty cool to hear the coach talk, you know, to have the Mm -hmm. family all surrounded listening to the – to you guys' interview was really good. Um, I just wanted to comment in, um, you know, listening to the experts and, like you said, Vegas odds, mm-hmm. it's kind of concerning because it's like these guys are supposed to know what's going on, and and here we are, you know, we're saying defense, defense. You know, I really think that we need to maybe pull one uh, one big pull together and get some name out there that will maybe help us and maybe start who? getting recognition. Who? Uh, who? Next year in the draft? In a trade, free agency next year, it's over. Preseason's over. Regular season starts a week from Monday. I mean, J.J. Watt's not coming here. Khalil Mack isn't coming in two days in a trade. This is who the team has. If you could live with it and think they can perform, that's one thing. If you don't like the defense, after everything we've talked about for three months, tell me why. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we just got to you know, keep our hopes high, but if the experts are predicting that, well, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Okay. Bobby, why am I getting why am I getting these calls today, fingers crossed, radio? I mean, can't other shows do that on other channels in Vegas like fingers crossed radio? Can I, Bobby, can we do the show that I always envisioned we could do, a Raider flagship in an NFL city in the middle of the day with Raider fans coming in, not saying hope and cross my fingers and this. Can we figure this out, Bobby? That's been the goal of what me and you were trying to do. You're the one that wanted to take calls today. Yeah, I'm the one who wanted to take calls today. Yep. <laughs> that's a great answer. If you haven't met Bobby, that's vintage Bobby. Yep. I'm the guy who wanted to take calls today. I'm the guy who wanted one more week of a working vacation. I guess it's not going to happen. 702-365-9200. This should be good. Vernon in San Diego. Thanks for waiting, Vernon. You're up. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> 
Beautiful, Bobby. Thank you for checking that one out. There we go. All right. So when we come back, Big Al in San Francisco. Here's a guy I know I'm going to get something that's smarter than what I typically say. Go ahead, Big Al. JT, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. I don't no, I appreciate your call. I've been, I just ran through a gauntlet of 10 minutes. So I appreciate you, Al. Go ahead. Okay. Now, uh, just watching some of the cuts you know, today, obviously the most mm. prominent cut that happened was Cam Newton. And, you know, I, I did a little bit of reading about him this morning. And after, and I've watched him play several times, of course, just like everybody else. A lot of people don't like him, but he's an absolute gamer. He is tough. He's Phil Sims tough. And, um, you know, he got cut today. He's, uh, he's had injuries abound over and above COVID and so forth. And he, this is a guy, I mean, he's a hell of a leader. His teammates all loved him. And now without being vaccinated, which I was made aware of this morning, uh, and being north of 30 years old and going for a second string job, I think he's in a real tough spot because I don't see how a Mm -hmm. team could pick him up to be a backup quarterback because your backup quarterback is an incredibly important position. And if you don't know if that backup is going to be able to go because of COVID issues, that's the week of the game, you're in big trouble. So if you're a team and you take a look around the league and you take a look at, okay, who's the number one guy? Well, Cam, maybe at this stage of his career is a number one guy, or maybe he's Mm -hmm. not that subject for debate. But if you're looking for a number two, you can't even consider him. Because if something happens to your number one guy and and your number two guy is Cam and he's out on a COVID issue. Yep, you nailed um, it. what are you going to do? You're going to end up. You're going to be going to the guy on the practice squad. This is the NFL, and there's 17 mm-hmm. games to be played. And while some games are more important than others, everyone's important, and you just can't uh, take up a roster spot in that important position with a guy that you don't know if he's going to be 100% ready to go. You nailed it. You nailed it. Thanks, Big Al. Appreciate the call. He nailed it. You cannot bring Cam Newton in as your number two if your number one gets hurt and then Cam gets COVID or he's involved with COVID protocol, you can't do it. Then why would you do it? Why not just bring in a third-string quarterback who's vaccinated, bring in Nathan Peterman. If you think Cam is better, bring in Nathan Peterman because he's vaccinated and he can play. JT, as we continue on Raider Nation Radio.